This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, I'm Sherrod Kutin. With me, Melissa Idris. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is in town today as part of a five-day visit to Malaysia, Singapore and Indonesia. He's scheduled to meet with Prime Minister Tun Dr. Mahathir Mohamad tomorrow. Oh, sorry, the, today. I correct myself. Uh, his visit comes amid a deep scepticism in the region of uh, President Donald Trump's foreign policies. Uh, can he bring clarity to the confusion? Uh, on the line, we have Oi Sun, political analyst with the Asia Strategy and Leadership Institute, to help us better understand what's at stake. Good morning, Isan. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to begin uh, with uh, the Secretary of State's uh, expected uh, discussions. He's expected to flesh out details of Washington's Indo-Pacific strategy. Can you uh, help us understand what uh, that Indo-Pacific strategy would in, be, uh, entail? Well, uh, the Indo-Pacific strategy, uh, in essence, is an expansion of the United States uh, presence uh, uh, previously in only the Asia-Pacific region. We have heard of, for example, the U.S. Uh, 7th uh, Fleet uh, uh, which is uh, usually cruising in the uh, Pacific uh, region. But now they are going to include the Indian Ocean as well. Uh, so it will be Indo-Pacific area. So it's primarily a strategic or military uh, term, namely the United States uh, in theory would be increasing its uh, presence not only in the Pacific uh, region, but also in the Indian Ocean uh, region. That would also mean, of course, that the United States uh, would try to uh, sort of rob in uh, India as it's uh, one of the, its uh, major uh, regional partners. But uh, I think practically a lot of us uh, would like to hear what uh, Mr. Pompeo would say about uh, whether there would indeed be more U.S. Uh, quote-unquote resources, be it military or uh, other t- sort of resources being deployed in this part of the world. Otherwise, uh, it would be just uh, you know a concept without practicality. Yeah. Uh, Isan, you know, speaking about India, did, didn't uh, Pr- uh, Prime Minister Narendra Modi already signal a strong pivot to the U.S., his concerns about China, the so-called string of pearls, de- port developments around the Indian subcontinent that is worrying India uh, in terms of its own strategic interests? Well, in- indeed, uh, you see, uh, India, of course, is a, a bit concerned about uh, China's presence uh, in the Indian Ocean and, and so on. But, uh, you know, as with uh, some of these, uh, well, shall we say, uh, me- me- as we call them, middle powers, uh, countries such as India, such as Indonesia and so on, of course, they would like to take into account their own best interests. Um, on, on the one hand, they worry about China's presence. On the other hand, uh, for example, India uh, is also trying to uh, uh, deepen its uh, trade ties with China. Uh, Modi has uh, gone to China twice, I think in this year alone, or was it late last year and this year, and uh, with, with the aim of trying to have more trade with China. Uh, on the other hand, of course, uh, they, they will also like to bring in the U.S. Uh, this is, a, uh, I mean, strategically, this is a, what, we, what we call a traditional hedging strategy here. So, Isan, uh, Mike Pompeo came on board uh, in April this year. He replaced Rex Tillerson. Do you think that Pompeo will fare better? I think, uh, well, he he will fare perhaps a bit uh, better in terms of uh, dealing with uh, Congress. Uh, In the United States, uh, to be the Secretary of State or, in essence, the Foreign Minister, 
you have to, uh, from time to time, uh, deal with Congress, which uh, also oversees uh, foreign affairs. And uh, he was a former congressman, Mike Pompeo. So hopefully he has a better uh, grasp on the workings of uh, Congress when he goes to testify from time to time here. And what about his boss? If you took a, take a look at um, U.S. President Donald Trump's policy, uh, foreign policy in this region, and you were to compare that, say, with the Obama-era policy, the pivot or the rebalancing to Asia, how would you compare the two approaches? Well, the, in, in essence, they are very similar. Uh, the, the only crucial difference is uh, Obama uh, actually deployed... Uh, much more military resources to the region uh, that, for example, the U.S. Navy would put uh, uh, more than half of its uh, fleet uh, in the region uh, and then similar other resources. Uh, but, uh, but, but that's why we, we are very much looking forward to, to see if, uh, if President uh, Trump would do the same, namely to really put some resources into the region uh, to match his words about uh, this Indo-Pacific strategy. Yeah. Uh, if we could just very quickly look at uh, Donald Trump and his State Department, it's said to have in some ways hollowed it out uh, and you know defunded it and such. Uh, but we had this really troubling bit of news most recently. It says that Saudi Arabia planned to invade Qatar last summer, that Rex Tillerson uh, uh, actually stopped it, and that by doing so, it cost him his job. Does it say something about the Trump administration itself? I mean, what is this, if you, if you give credence to the story... What does it say about the Trump administration in terms of foreign policy? But if uh, Saudi Arabia were to invade Qatar, that would uh, sort of remind us of the 1991, 1990 in, uh, invasion of uh, Kuwait by Iraq, right, which later on triggered the Gulf War. Uh, apparently, uh, the, the current president, Demi Trump, he is fighting more with uh, with Saudi, with Saudi Arabia, in the ongoing uh, uh, ongoing dispute between Saudi Arabia and, and uh, uh, Qatar, and uh, Trump is a very different president. He, I don't think he he, he sees uh, problems in uh, you know one country invading another sovereign country and so on, as long as uh, it, uh, it it fits uh, his way of uh, of thinking in terms of how countries uh, in in a certain part in a certain region should be. Uh, apparently, he is. Uh, I, I think he is more. Uh, well, in other words, the same were pivoting towards uh, Saudi much more than uh, than uh, Qatar in that uh, ongoing dispute. Yeah. Well, coming back, Isan, to the, the reason why Mike Pompeo is going to be in this part of the world. He's, and he's going to be in Malaysia. He's going to be meeting to Dr. Mahathir today. So what, what are some of the issues you think will dominate this discussion? Do you think 1MDB will feature at all in, in the talks? Well, number one, because uh, both of them came to power uh, at about the same time. Huh? I mean, Pompeo and uh, Dr. Mahathir. So uh, it's a sort of a getting-to-know-each-other kind of uh, meeting. Uh, the more substantive matters, I think, would be, uh, uh, would be on two, two fronts. Huh? Number one is, uh, of course, uh, the trade ties between U.S. and Malaysia. Uh, a lot of uh, U.S. companies have relocated to other Southeast Asian countries due to cost concerns. And, of course, uh, nowadays, uh, President Trump is very much into this America first, right? trying to bring back a lot of uh, U.S. investors uh, overseas. So how we are going to uh, deal with that, I think, would be one, one issue. And then another one is our traditional 
cooperation in terms of counterterrorism and various uh, other activities to to combat uh, extremism. Right. So, uh, Isan, Isan, how do you think the uh, Malaysia-U.S. relations will pan out under Tun Dr. Mahathir? In, in contrast to, say, former Prime Minister Datuk Sri Najib Razak. Uh, I, I, I think uh, Dr. Mahathir, of course, uh, would speak his mind as he uh, pleases. Uh, but I think it would be a much more uh, stable relationship. Uh, it would be... If in a sense a very pragmatic relationship, uh, namely if we can trade more with the U.S., we will uh, do so, but uh, we will not do a U.S. Uh, backing and calling here. Uh, and 1MDB, I think it, it, it may be brought up, but I don't think it's really a big issue here. I mean, in the overall uh, scale of uh, the relationship between the two countries, yeah. Thank you so much, Isan. That was Oisan, a political analyst with the Asia Strategy and Leadership Institute or Asli. Now, of course, uh, you know, uh, uh, Najib Razak, the former prime minister, was uh, Donald Trump's favorite prime minister, it seems. And they went what, really? golfing. Golfing, golfing, golfing. That's they did. Right. golfing ah, okay. Uh, let's uh, come back. Uh, we'll be talking about business stories. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.